0: Life Audio. Hi, Story Behind listeners. I'm Courtney Richard, founder of Inside Out with Courtney, which is a ministry that helps women grow in their walk with the Lord while equipping them to do what they are called to do. I'm also the podcast host of the show, Inside Out with Courtney. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-A-Y-E. In each new episode, I help women all around the globe grow in Christ, character, career, and calling as we await the return of Jesus Christ. But for now, Tune in as I talk about conquering comparison. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, again, welcome to the show. And today I'm going to be talking to you about conquering comparison. That's right. We're going to be talking about conquering comparison. So whether you are driving or washing dishes or sweeping the floor, folding towels, or just sitting down for your morning or evening devotion, we are about to dive in. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. So the truth is that most of us actually deal with comparison. I don't know about you, but I know that I have struggled with comparison in the past. And sometimes we just don't like to admit it. But the truth is, we do. I mean, when you think about it, it's wives comparing to other wives. It's singles to other singles. It's moms to other moms. Speakers to other speakers, writers to other writers, singers to other singers, actresses to other actresses, content creators to other content creators, coaches to other coaches, podcasters to other podcasters, homes to other homes, cars to other cars, positions to other positions, opportunities to other opportunities, women against other women. I mean, sis, the list could literally go on and on, right? But let me tell you something, God does not want us to do that. He does not want us to compare ourselves one to another. So we have got to conquer this. And so what I like to do is I like to start off with breaking down what we're going to be talking about, but also what words mean, because it matters. So conquer, to conquer something means to overcome it. It means to take control of something by military force. So, you know, as kingdom women, we deal with spiritual warfare. And so the enemy, of course, he wants us to compare ourselves one to another when God wants us to do the exact opposite. And so we're going to have to fight him on it. That's right. We're going to have to fight off comparison. We're going to have to conquer it. We're going to have to subdue it. We're going to have to master it and get rid of it. And I'm going to talk about how to do all those things as we go on. But then let me break down the word comparison. So by definition, this is what it means. It means to look at similarities or dissimilarities. It's to examine or look at the difference between two or more things or people. It's actually an estimate or a measure. So when we think about measuring, like think about a measuring stick, right? So we're measuring ourselves to other people like who's moving further than us and who's getting more opportunities than us and who has more than me. And it turns into this me factor, this I factor. And again, God does not want us to do that. And so we're gonna be talking about, again, conquering comparison. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's dive in. So I wanna tell you that comparison is dipped and rooted in about five things. And so I'm gonna talk to you about five ways to conquer comparison. So number one, it starts with hidden jealousy. Mhm. That's right. It's so sneaky. And here's the thing. It stems from the heart. It stems from the heart. It's coming right from the heart. But here's the thing. You're looking at things, whether it's social media or whether it's someone in your church or your community or maybe on your job, if you're a student, maybe it's someone at school or just someone, maybe it's a friend or maybe it's a colleague that you're like, oh my gosh, like I don't look like them. I don't have what they have. Uh I I, I don't, my stuff doesn't look like them. I don't have the opportunities that they're having. And so you begin to compare yourself and the way to conquer this and a way to get rid of it is first, you have to examine yourself, examine your heart and realize that you are actually battling with the sin of jealousy. And then from there, go to God and talk to Him about it and confess where you are and just be real open and honest and say, God, I think I'm struggling with jealousy. And that's yucky and it's embarrassing. And of course, you don't want to tell somebody about it. Maybe you might want to confess it to someone and that's okay. Bible says to do that. But just going to God and saying, God, this is yucky in my spirit. I don't want it in me. I want to get it out. And so the way to do that is one, to go and talk to him. And then secondly, pull up scriptures. Like I would encourage you to pull up scriptures on jealousy and just feast on about five to 10 of them and just go over them and recite them over and over and over in your devotional time or throughout the day or maybe during lunchtime or your 15 minute break if you're working. So just really just get it down into your spirit because you want that stuff out of you. All this stuff, it stems from the heart, right? We have to guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. And the issue is jealousy and we got to get rid of it. So deal with that hidden jealousy, expose it, bring it out because the enemy knows that you're battling with this, right? So whenever you're battling with this, you want to do all the things that I was suggesting to do. And another thing too is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 tells us love is not jealous, so if God is calling us to love, that's a big thing to the, to the Lord. If he's calling us to love, then we have to get rid of jealousy because love is not being jealous. So that's the thing. And in the scriptures, we're told to hide the word in our heart, right? That we might not sin against God. So just like I was saying, like hide those scriptures in your heart, love people, conquer jealousy by loving people. Okay. Fight it off. Your prayer also and through scripture. So this is just so so key and important. Let's move on to number two. Point number two is envy. Oh my gosh, envy. That's not good because see, once you're jealous, it can leak over into being envious of the person. And that's when it gets really, really evil, I have to say. The sin of envy is very evil. And it can cause resentment. Like you're resenting your sister in Christ. You're resenting the person that you've been following online. You're resenting your, your co-laborer. You're resenting the person that you're being envious of. And that's not good. When we look at Cain and Abel, they were brothers. And when we think about our sisters in Christ, especially like that's our sisters, right? Or even if it's a family member, when we look at the, the story of Cain and Abel, it's rooted and dipped in jealousy and envy. And so what happened was his jealousy turned into envy, rage, and then murder. We know the story, right, about Cain. So if you don't know the story, go ahead and read it in Genesis 4. But God says what? Thou shall not kill. And so whether we're killing with words or killing with our actions or just killing with just Jealousy—it's not good. We have to get rid of it. And so Satan knows that this is going to lead to, to even greater sin. He knew that jealousy was going to lead to envy and then to murder. And so God said, "Listen, Cain, let me tell you something. Sin is crouching at your door, and you need to stop it." That's what Genesis four seven tells us. But he didn't listen. He didn't listen. God was warning him. Listen, you need to stop this. Abel has given the better sacrifice. You should have listened. You should have done right. If you read the scriptures, that's what's happening in there. And so God's like, "Listen." I see that you're upset about this. Let's talk about this. If not, let me tell you something. Sin is crouching at the door and you need to stop. You need to subdue it. You need to master it. You need to get rid of it. You need to conquer it. And we know that Cain didn't do that. Cain did not listen to God. And God is calling us to listen right now. We want to listen because it wasn't good for Cain after he did that. After that, God had to banish him from the land and he was homeless. There were consequences for the sin. And so God is trying to capture us right now and say, listen, there's consequences for comparison. There's consequences for jealousy and envy. You got to stop it, let it go, overcome it. So I want to read a scripture that comes from James 3.16. And this is what it says. It says, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Remember, I mentioned about sin. Mm Mm-hmm. Because envy is sin. Jealousy is sin. And so again, we want to get that sin out of our heart. We want to be cleansed, amen, by the scriptures. And I want to go on and read a little bit more from Matthew 15, 19. And it says this: For from the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, all sexual immorality, theft, lying, and slander. Do you see that? We're talking about the heart. We're talking about the inside out. And when I was studying this particular passage of scripture, the subtitle in my Bible. It said this, Jesus teaches about inner purity, Mm -hmm. inner purity. So when we are getting rid of envy and jealousy and murderous thoughts and evil thoughts and actions and all those things and slander, then guess what? We are subduing. We are conquering that stuff. We are developing inner purity in us. And that is what God desires from us. So what I want to encourage you to do is conquer it by focusing on what you need to do. Don't worry about the other person. Don't be jealous or envious of your brother or your sister in Christ or someone else that you may be struggling with. Don't be envious. Instead, let it go. Galatians 6, 4 through 5, it says this, pay careful attention to your own work for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Mm. Amen. All right. Well, let's take a little break right now. And when I come back, we're going to go ahead and dive into the last three ways to conquer comparison. All right. Well, welcome back. We're going to go ahead and talk about the last three ways to conquer comparison. And number three is discontentment. Mm, Discontentment. What it actually means is a lack of contentment. It's a lack of satisfaction with one's own possessions, status, or situation. And you know what? It's a sense of grievance. I looked up somewhere and I was reading something, and this is what it said it said, restlessly unhappy. Mm. Let me tell you something. When I saw that, I was like, that's exactly what discontentment is. It's restless unhappiness. And it's not like you're unhappy for the other person. It's just that you are unhappy in your own spirit and your own soul. And we need to tackle that. We need to conquer that full transparency. Let me tell you something. As a writer, let me tell you, (laughs) I'm in the run right now to be traditionally published and I have a proposal, I have a literary agent and all the things. And it is hard for me to see on social media, so many women around me, my sisters in Christ that I love so much that are actually getting book deals and I'm still in the way. And it has been a while. Okay. It's hard. Rejection, 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 and having to pick myself back up and encourage myself in the Lord and encourage myself with other writers. It's hard. So if you're a writer sister, I know where you are. If you're trying to be traditional. Published, I know where you are. And if this is God's will for us, it will happen. But it doesn't mean that it's not hard. And let me tell you something comparison, that sneaky little thing of comparison, what it does for us is it allows us to go into this place of self doubt. And we begin to say, Am I good enough? Am I not a good enough writer? Does anybody not see that You know, this is good? I mean, honestly, pride gets in the way. We start going into that I factor. We start getting low in our spirit. And this is with anything. For me, it's writing, right? For me, it's getting a publishing deal. But for you, it may be something else. So examine your own self and understand that, guess what? That discontentment is not good. And so we need to get rid of it. It is a grievance. It is something that makes us restlessly unhappy. And instead, how do we conquer it? We conquer it with joy. We conquer it with being grateful for what God is doing in our lives. We conquer it by not looking at the one thing that we desire and not looking at everything else that God is doing in our lives. We have to be grateful and just pause and consider and say, God, you know what? You're doing this and that for me. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful for those things. If we go back and we look into the Garden of Eden, you know, Adam and Eve, they had so much. They were able to just enjoy everything else, all the other trees, all the other aspects of the garden. But there was just one thing that they couldn't have. One thing. And the enemy will do that to us. He will show us this one thing that we can't have. And then all of a sudden we become discontent. We become discontent and God does not want us to do that. And so we have to say, you know what? Mm-mm. God has done so much for me. I'm grateful. And if he wants to do that thing for me, amen. But if not, it's okay. Cause he's got other things in store for me. So again, choose joy, choose joy, continue to occupy until Jesus comes and conquer it. One of the scriptures that I love before I go into the next point is this from 1 Timothy 6, 6, it says, godliness with contentment is great gain. Mm. Godliness with contentment is great gain. So as we wait, we need to wait with godliness. We need to be godly as we wait and be content in the state that we're in. Just like Paul said, he knew how to be content in whatever state he was in. And so we need to be able to do the same thing. So conquer it with contentment, amen, amen. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into point number four, which is deprivation. That's right. Deprivation. Deprivation is the feeling that you're being deprived of something, deprived that God is holding back on you. Like he does not want to give you this amazing gift or this amazing next step or whatever it is that you've been praying for. Remember, we want his will, not our own. We want his way, not our own way. And so we have to look at it through the lens of scripture. Psalm 84, 11, 12 says this. It says, the Lord will not withhold any good thing from those who do what is right. It goes on to say, oh, Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. So while we are waiting on God to move on that good thing in our lives, we have to understand that God is calling us to trust him right where we are. Trust him in the way and knowing, standing on truth and understanding that God is not going to withhold any good thing from us. He's not going to do that to us because he loves us. Amen. And so let me give you a personal story about me, something I just recently went through. One day I was feeling really, really low in my spirit and I began to think about you know, the book stuff. And I was like, oh my God, Like this is taking so long. Like This is really hard. This is really, really hard for me. And I'm really trying to work through this. And so God whispered to me in the midst of that. He said, baby girl, lift up your head. I've got good things in store for you. And the next day, let me tell you something. I woke up to two new speaking opportunities and another potential opportunity. And so here I was looking at this one thing and God's like, listen, baby girl, I've got good things in store for you. And I want to tell you the same thing. Baby girl, God's got good things in store for you. I want to encourage you. And I want you to encourage yourself in the Lord and in the word. He's got good things in store for you. David had to encourage himself in the Lord. King David, he had to do that. And so do we. And so we conquer we conquer this, this comparison game with truth and with scripture and understanding and knowing that God is not withholding anything from us. He is not depriving us from anything. So just hold on. Hold on. Amen. All right. So point number five is getting rid of and conquering covetousness. Covetousness. God says, thou shall not covet your neighbor's things. He tells us that. And that's not a suggestion. That is a command. He is not saying, oh, you know what, it would be good if you wouldn't covet. No, he's saying thou shall not. That's a command. Thou shall not covet what your sister has, what your brother has, what someone else has. You don't want to do that. Because let me tell you why, why he doesn't want you to do that, because it's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt me when we do that. And God is a good, good father. He's a good, good God. And so his thing is, let me tell you something. All it's going to do is make you feel low in your spirit. It's going to make you feel unloved. It's going to make you feel in a place of despair and discouragement. And I want to encourage you, not discourage you, right? So don't covet your neighbor's things. I've got good things for you. James four seventeen. this is what it says. It says, it is sin to know what you ought to do and then not do it. So if you know that God is saying, don't covet, don't look over there, don't start wanting what they have, conquer it by renewing your mind, by walking away, by going to do something else, by continuing to wait on the Lord in worship and in prayer and by doing other things that's going to get your mind off it and then move on and focus on what God is calling you to do. You do not have to covet your neighbor's things, all right? So we know about comparison. We know that it strikes our lives. We know that as women, we're going to deal with it. Even men deal with it, right? So these are the five things I just want to give a quick recap of what conquering comparison is and then how we can conquer it really quickly. Here we go. Number one, here's the recap, hidden jealousy. We want to get rid of it. Number two is envy. Number three, discontentment. Number four, deprivation. And number five is covetousness. So again, how do we conquer it? We want to recognize it, that it's in our heart, it's in our lives, it's in our minds. We want to acknowledge it, and then we want to go and talk to God about it. And sometimes you have to pick up the phone and talk to a friend, or if you're married, talk to your husband about it, and then you want to fight against it. Remember, this is spiritual warfare, so you have got to fight the enemy on this. He means you no good. He means me no good, so we're going to have to fight it. We have to subdue it. We have to bring it under subjection. We have to control it. We have to master it, and we have to get rid of it. And we do this by renewing our minds and choosing joy and happiness over restless unhappiness. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you something, sister. You can overcome and conquer comparison. And so can I. All right? All right. And let me tell you something. As I get ready to close, I want to invite you to grab my free ebook that's entitled Compare Not. And you can grab this on my website and download it today. Well, I pray that this episode has helped you. Also, if you need prayer or just want to let me know how this episode has served you, you can email me directly at InsideOutWithCourtney at gmail.com. Also, be sure to connect with me on social media, subscribe to the Inside Out With Courtney podcast and blog, and don't forget to tell other women about it. I'd also love it if you could leave a review. And also, don't forget to grab a freebie of your choice at CourtneyRichard.com. If you're hosting an event, let me know all about it by visiting CourtneyRichard.com slash booking. Now, before I go, I just want to take a quick moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with me on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. And let me tell you something, they've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and so much more. All right, and that's it for now. Until next time, remember, Jesus Christ is coming back soon, so let's get ready from the inside out. The love of God is immeasurable.